Hello and welcome to the A&L Good Body Soundbite series. My name is Nolig Green and I am a knowledge lawyer with the Asset Management and Investment Funds team. Here is a summary of some recent regulatory developments for January 2022. I will mention some deadlines, then I will cover domestic developments, followed by EU developments. You can find more detail on our monthly bulletin on our website. Our bulletin lists some approaching compliance deadlines. Key highlights include all RFSPs will need to submit their annual PCF confirmation return to the central bank by the deadline detailed on the ONR. There's a deadline of 2nd February for compliance with ESMA's guidelines on marketing communications under the new cross-border marketing of funds regime. The 21st of February is the deadline for USIT's annual kid updates. Special requirements are in place for USIT's filing kids where ESMA's performance fee guidelines are relevant. The 1st of July is the deadline for QAIFs and RAFs which publish a PRIPS kid to comply with revised Level 2 measures. And 1st August for USITS and AIFMD sustainability disclosures under the USITS Directive and AIFMD. Now I'll cover domestic developments. The Central Bank clarified its approach to arrangements involving a non-discretionary investment advisor that provides services to a QAIF. This matters to private equity quaifs and other quaifs that invest in illiquid assets. It will interest firms considering launching investment limited partnership vehicles. The central bank clarified its position on performance fees in multi-manager usets and rafes. The central bank also published its cross-industry guidance on outsourcing with a feedback statement. This guidance came into effect on the publication date, but the supervisory approach to its implementation will take account of nature, scale and complexity and level of outsourcing. The feedback statement gives details on timelines for a new outsourcing register. The guidance is not directly applicable to investment funds, which are seen as regulated products rather than RFSPs. Nevertheless, externally managed funds need to support the management company's compliance with the guidance. Also, Delegation and outsourcing are seen as the same concept. Firms should have documented criteria for determining the importance of services that they outsource. A documented outsourcing strategy aligned to the business strategy, business model, risk appetite and risk management framework reflected in the RFSP's risk register. Appropriate and proportionate due diligence reviews, contractual arrangements and service level agreements. Access, information and audit rights are vital and these agreements should be reviewed periodically. And provision for ongoing monitoring. Robust disaster recovery and business continuity management are seen as critically important. And for COVID, Revenue extended its COVID-related corporation tax residency concession until 31st January. The position will be kept under review. And the interim period for company law flexibility measures was extended to 30th April. This includes the continuation of hybrid and virtual general meetings. And finally, I'll cover EU developments. The obligation on USITS to transition from a USITS kit to a PRIPS kit was deferred to 1st January 2023. And again, quaifs and rafes which currently publish a PRIPS kit because they are marketed to EEA retail investors We'll need to update and publish that updated PRIPS kit from 1st July of this year. 
an updated PRIPS Kid Q&A was published. ESMA launched a common supervisory action with national competent authorities on the valuation of USITs and open-ended APHs across the EU. ESMA issued USITs Q&As on investment restrictions, hedged share classes and the marketing of new share classes of USITs for the new cross-border marketing of funds regime. ESMA published a letter on the use of reverse solicitation in the context of that regime. ESMA issued NAIF, MD, QA and A on AFES investing in crypto assets. And finally, the EU Commission issued an updated list of high-risk third countries. If there are no objections, it will be published in the official journal and enter into force 20 days afterwards. And that's our January summary. We hope you find it helpful. My email address is ngreen at algoodbody.com. That's N-G-R-E-E-N-E at A-L-G-O-O-D-B-O-D-Y dot com. Thank you.